0: What is shaking? We are rolling. I feel like the holidays are going to be here in no time. No time. Kids were already looking at, was it the Amazon book that comes? Oh, yes. And, like, (laughs) Sam's Club sent their catalog of Christmas decorations. Mm. So, like, the entire family is getting all... Mm. It's not even... Like spoiler alert for people listening to this it's not even halloween yet when we're recording this no not even thanksgiving and everyone's already getting all jazzed about christmas one holiday at a time
1: super spoiled with the prolonged warm weather i view it as spoiled other people may not they just want the cold weather to come i have loved this weather it doesn't need to be cold for me but it should be crisp chilly
0: fall weather it's coming Oh, like next week we're gonna yeah, hit yeah, the yeah. wall of yeah. forty degrees.
1: Ain't hey, nobody got time for that. We got a we got a uh we got a, a little taste of it a few weeks ago. And I love that's what I love about Kentucky. I think I even might have said that. It's like we get the taste of it and then it's like, Nope, not yet. Seventy degrees. What I don't like is that when we get a taste of it and then it's like, Oh, and here's a little bit of January sprinkled into your October. It's like fun. What? Yeah. No bueno. Yeah, holidays are coming fast. Um We do, you guys do anything Halloween? Do a little trick-or-treat with the kids? I mean,
0: we hang out with the community and all that, Uh yeah. I mean, between like the, so Halloween this year's on Tuesday? Is it? Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, looking at the calendar in my brain. Uh, But, you know, like they have all the community events through the weekend. So by the time you even get to Tuesday, the kids have already got like bags of candy ready to go. what do you do, like trunk or treats? Yeah, like there's all kinds of stuff throughout the weekend. Saturday, Sunday, all those things. So you get to... They've already counted all their candy by Tuesday, and then so we'll probably go around the neighborhood a little bit, but mm-hmm. then hang out with the neighbors and do
1: stuff and hand out candy and stuff like that. We'll try to recycle some of the kids' candy, see if they notice. Do you impose the uh, candy tax? Oh yeah, yeah. My kids are—they learn about income tax that way.
0: Candy is great fuel for uh, endurance workouts. I'm like, carbs, uh, I'm like, all right. Awesome.
1: Give me all the baby Ruths. I love baby Ruths. Baby Ruths. Oh, uh, love baby Ruths. No big deal. Interesting. Uh, give me all the baby Ruths. Uh, and that's the tax. And then, and then they've kind of gotten. And I love this. The kids are like, Dad, I got you three baby Ruths, or I got you a couple more baby Ruths. Which I don't need any of them this year. I mean, this year. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm running. Way, I spent such a battle.
0: Anyways, the issue is, are our kids? Mm-hmm generally steer away from chocolate mm. so when there's the option like when they're choosing from a bin they go for mm. the non-chocolate stuff mm-hmm. and so they get home and like 70 to 80 percent
1: of the bag is not chocolate mm. what's wrong with you kids? yeah that's a that's a fail all right uh come some housekeeping things this podcast sponsored by jewel financial visit us on the web at j-o-u-l-e jewelfinancial.com you can learn more about our wealth development program And if that's something that might interest you, feel free to uh, hit us up and let us know. And uh, we can schedule a Zoom, get to know you, learn more about your situation. And if we can help, we will certainly uh, do so. If we can't, which is often the case, we'll point you in the right direction. Obviously, uh, we can't help everybody, and uh, unique situations kind of uh, are our specialty. But uh, if not, if it's uh, something that can be uh, satisfied through a discounted broker or you know just helping you set up a couple of accounts elsewhere, happy to do so. Keep those questions coming. Uh the queue, I think just in and around, as you mentioned, the holidays starts to get a little light. So send those uh, questions to podcast at diymoney.org. That's podcast at diymoney Check out our social media. I mean we're rocking and rolling. We did a giveaway two hundred and fifty dollar Amazon gift card uh, for our 500th episode this past week and uh, that was one I don't recall the gal who won it she's a CPA she's got a cool little site and does some things fun stuff so name starts um, with a C I think I think it's like Christy maybe it was Christy wow Christy congratulations congrats Christy do you have her uh, Insta or her website off the top of your head we give her some link love at Christy Steinman CPA steinman s-t-e-i-n-m-a-n oh boy
0: uh s-t-e-i-n-m-a-n yep boy it's in our it's in our uh it's on our feed on our insta go check out our insta and then give uh
1: christy steinman cpa some follow love yeah she uh she's got a cool thing she's doing um on her website and she said hey i send a lot of folks to your podcast so that was great So, anyways, congrats uh, to her, and uh, also uh, check out our other social feeds. we got a lot of fun stuff going on. Okay, right at it. uh, We have a – this is a junior? Oh, I was like, this is not a junior. I thought it was a junior DIY. I didn't think it was a junior, but the name is Junior. So, Junior, what do you got? DIY!
0: Hi, DIY Money. This is Junior from Charleston, South Carolina. Uh, I'm in my late 50s. I have a full-time job. I also have a side gig. Uh, my question relates to setting up a investment account uh, with respect to the side gig. I am uh, narrowed this down to either a SEP IRA or a solo 401k. I uh, was wondering if you could uh, describe the advantages and disadvantages of both and some of the things I should be looking at. Uh, love the show. Have been a binge uh, listener for uh, the last two months and pretty much have gone through pretty much all your uh, recordings. Uh, like the show. Actually, I just went to your website, and uh, it's nice to put a, a face behind the uh, voice. Thank you.
1: All right, Junior, great questions. Uh, we'll break some certain things down here, but Charleston, love it. Ran a uh, half there, knocked off South Carolina on the state list and the, the coolest thing we did, uh, hopefully you've had an opportunity to do this. If you haven't, you need to do it. We went to your little venue in town called The Black Fedora. It is a, like, dinner theater, but you don't really have dinner. Maybe a cocktail theater, I guess. And 25 people or so in the audience, everybody has these little tables, and everyone is involved in the show. Like, you get a script, and you're it is Awesome. It's we had, introvert nightmare. Oh Yes. Yeah. Don't, yeah. This would not be good for you. You would not, you would be like, no, not, not doing this. It is awesome. We had such a good time. Uh, the race was great. The weather was kind of crappy. But anyways, I love Charleston. All my love to you, Puppet. You're going to be all right. Okay. This is, I mean, I'm going to break, we're, we're going to break some of your specifics down, the differences, but... This is a time you you do need to talk to a tax professional, uh, CPA or financial advisor CFP because unfortunately, it's not as cut and dry as here are the differences and I'm gonna choose this one. So I mean, you know you're you're looking at automobiles and you're like, well, this one gets this gas mileage. Um and this one you know has a better safety rating and this one is a better price and so it's kind of like black and white not in regards to your overall situation but in regards to the car you're choosing. Whereas if you were uh, looking for an automobile and you're like, well, yeah, but I every week I drive 500 miles, then one attribute would be worth more than another. So you might sacrifice, um, you know, the safety rating probably not but just go with me here for better gas mileage right because you're driving so a roundabout way to say this has more to do with your business and or your side gig and your business and sort of what you are trying to accomplish within that uh, structure so for example okay why do I say all that because a SEP IRA you're going to have more um, tax benefits to your business profit. So, for example, depending on how you are set up as a business, a lot of times, especially with side gigs, you're not necessarily paying yourself a W-2 near the end of the year or throughout. You just have profit, hopefully, and that profit then goes through the self-employment tax grid, and then flows over to your 1040, and in essence, you get a little bit of a double taxation. Now, why do I say a little bit? Because you do get a credit for what you've paid on the self-employment side, but at the end of the day, you end up paying a a pretty substantial amount. So a lot of times when we meet with people that have small businesses, and they're like, gosh, I'm getting killed in taxes, and we look at it, we say, okay, well, you got a nice healthy profit, um, and and you want to try to knock that down. Have you considered a SEP IRA? And they go, well, what is that? And I was well, it's it's a retirement account, but it's a way to put money in that immediately knocks down your profit, so therefore you don't have such self-employment tax. Okay. Now, let's assume that that's not a problem of yours. It's not a challenge that you're trying to solve. So let's assume you're just saying, look, I, I have this business; it does okay, and I want to just sock more money away towards retirement. Well, a solo four hundred one k may work for you, and that would give you you know uh, an opportunity to still sock a, a, a significant amount of way, but that isn't go- that's going to be kind of after you're getting paid out of that business, so you're getting a a payment you know, W-2 or what have you, and then you've set that up on your own. So it's not going out of, it is going out of the business profits per se, but not as beneficial as the SEP. I probably butchered that a little bit. So that's in a nutshell what we look at when we when we kind of advise people on which one or the other. There also comes into play, and I'm sure Daniel will talk about this, is this is a side gig. So do you have a 401k at your other place of employment? Or do you have something else? Because uh, contribution levels and what you can have will also come into play there as well. So it's not as cut and dry as that, as, as oh, which one's better than another? It really comes back to your business, the business structure, how much you're making, what else you have, etc. I don't know if I added any guidance there at all or i just made it more muddy what what say you daniel give it to me straight doctor i can take it that was pretty good
0: this is a discussion that tends to get a little bit muddy because uh you're trying to choose again yeah i like the way that you opened it with the car analogy and all that trying to choose from two seemingly complicated options that both accomplish something similar yet kind of different so uh, a couple of considerations that you'll go into it. Uh, the solo 401k, it's actually right in the name. It's for solo employees and only their spouses. So if this gig is ever going to turn into a company which is then going to hire people, you can't have that anymore. So just keep that in mind, especially if that's on the near term horizon versus, you know, really long out, like a potential maybe sort of thing, if it's a, yeah, this is definitely going to evolve and eventually have employees. Solo 401ks may not be the best option. However, the calculation of what you can so if uh, if one of your goals is to max out contributions into these vehicles, you will be able to max out contributions at a lower um, income level or earnings level on the solo 401k than you would on the SEP. So keep that in mind. If, you, if your goal is just to get as much money into these things as possible, if you were to do that, we're talking about more than $60,000 per year is the max contribution, right? So if you're doing that, I would say at that point, invest in a financial planner because you're talking about socking a lot of money away for future retirement. And you want to make sure we've talked about it before in those 500 episodes you've binged over the last two months that you need to line up your goals and make sure you're not overfunding a future goal at the detriment of sort of near-term goals and keeping all of those things in balance and just taking a look. We don't go with a rule of thumb of you should just max out retirement accounts for the sake of maxing out retirement accounts. That's not a goal in and of itself. These are a tool to help you accomplish your goals. So you want to ensure that your savings rates kind of line up with whatever your entire plan is.
1: The other thing I'll say is, Junior, this is a good opportunity for you to... Uh, meet again, I'm not talking our book is somebody in Charleston you can you can explore options but meet with somebody or your current CPA and again, it's not just I'm I've got this side gig I'm making some money and I want to set up another retirement plan to, to sock some of it. It is in relation to your current employer what I can't stress that enough what you're putting in there, what the match is because the solo 401k, there's actually quite a bit more you can put in to a solo 401k than you can in an employer-sponsored 401k. So the solo 401k max contributions actually up to sixty-six thousand dollars. That's a or twenty-five percent of compensation. So there, that is a significant amount. So you may say. Yeah, but I've I've I'm already in my four oh one K at my place of employment and we would look at that and say, Okay, that's fine, but do they match? Well, no, they don't match. Well now wait a second. You're making you know, you you have a whatever it is and I don't even know the current amount in the traditional what's a regular four hundred one K uh contribution limit for twenty twenty three? Uh Talk we're talking ahead. about the employee yes.
0: side. So that's twenty thousand five hundred and then to catch up for alleys. 225 and so then a catch-up for over fifty. I think it gets to thirty, right?
1: Another six thousand there, yeah. Yeah, so it's around thirty thousand. And so again, you could say uh, you would look at that and say that that maybe it's better to opt out of your employer-sponsored and jump into a solo. Again, it it is so it is so intertwined. I think l- let's tie a bow on it this way, Junior. I would say this is the time. That when you are analyzing this or you're talking to someone else about it, there's more than just the isolation of a plan inside of your side gig. I guess I can't stress that enough. It does come back into the big picture of, okay, I've, I'm planning for the future. What does this look like? The other, the final piece I'll say, why is this important? Is what if you desire to have capital that you're putting away? Prior to 59 and a half or prior to the time where you can take these things out penalty free. Well, maybe there's additional things that you can look at to set up either inside your business or outside to be socking money away for the future that's not subject to retirement rules. I really still don't know if we really answered his question. I kind of feel bad about that. He binged for two months and lives in a great place. And
0: Well, it's a little bit of <laughs> we need a touch more information because you kind of have to see the big picture and where he's going. There's not a, you can't tell somebody from a, hey, I have a side gig, which one of these is better, right? It's unfortunately a, it depends question. Tell me a little bit more about your situation, your goals, what you're trying to save for, how much you're wanting to put in, how much you're paying yourself in this gig. If you're just taking it as, you know, uh, self-employment earnings that flow into your tax return, stuff like that. All of those go into these. You could do both of them for roughly the same amount of fees um, through uh, Vanguard or Schwab or Fidelity type of place. So that won't really be a significant factor. If you talk to a CPA, um, like your tax preparer and or a financial planner, I would go down like the five Y's with them in their response so that you don't get a guttural like this one's better than the other one. The reason for that is, is it's easy for anybody uh, between these two options to not look at the whole picture and give you immediately. So for instance, sometimes when you talk to a tax preparer, they'll, their lens will always be, well, this will let you contribute the most, save the most of taxes and all that. So you should definitely do that. Well, then ask why? Well, because I'm assuming that you want to save the most in taxes, contribute the most amount. Well, why do I want to do that? And again, have a discussion. And that really goes for anything that we talk about if you engage a financial planner or professional, don't be afraid to have a uh, dialogue with them to make sure you're getting the other elements of your financial life and plan in there rather than just this one really spotlighted issue.
1: I love it. All right, Junior, hopefully we did provide some value for you. Uh, we will certainly uh, send you a $25 Amazon gift card. If nothing else, you get the $25 Amazon gift card for your great questions. So thank you for sending that in. All he did was send us an Audio question to podcast at diymoney.org. That's podcast at diymoney.org. Remember, friends, the secret to wealth is pretty simple. Live on less than you make. Invest the rest, even in and during trying times like we're going through right now. But do so for a very long time. Make it a great one.